So anyways, Linda Cardellini <laughs> is smoking in whatever fucking, whenever they filmed that movie. Anyways, I haven't seen anything else that she's done, but fucking Flintstones, I guess. God damn it. Alrighty. I have, to wa- we- I have to watch the second one. I'm not happy about it. James just found out due to our live stream, because if you join us live, you get to vote on which movies we watch next. And our live stream has voted that we watch the Flintstones Beaver Rock Vegas, which is not nearly as good. It's not even the same actors. A whole different cast. Ah. It's going to be amazing. All right. At least for you guys. It'll be hilarious for you guys. It'll probably be up there with, like, the Cinderella. Oh, God, it's good. I showed my coworkers that clip of you doing the slap walk dance. (laughs) Got Got a nice little giggle out of some people. That's what they fucking do. They slap do. and they walk and they slap and they walk. And that's how the dance goes. That's a choreographed dance number. Did Kenny Ortega do that? Was no, that Kenny Ortega's shit? I don't think so. Anyways. Fucking we're in the oh Flintstones. The live action movie. And boy, I'll tell you what. Fred just got his promotion. And then it's been an indeterminate amount of time. And he is doing rich guy shit. Like he got a new car. He's housing the rubbles. He added a story to his house. He upgraded all their shit. Blah, 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 blah. And then Fred wants to go to dinner. Oh, and Barney is being showcased as having these terrible jobs. He's just truly bad jobs. There's not jobs to want. He's a test, like a crash test dummy. What are the other bad jobs Barney has? Um, before he's a busboy. Uh, I mean, I think all of them are just, I think he's like basically working for like a temp agency. And so they just like send they him. They just send him out. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, it mentions that he's going to have, like, they're going to have him test shark repellent. Yeah. yeah and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I think he's just doing basically human testing. Yeah. So. Barney's having a bad time. Fred's having a great time doing all this money shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Fred is leaving work a little early because he wants to go get Wilma so they can go have dinner at this fancy place up on the hill. And uh, good old Cliff hands him just a stack of papers. Papers. They're slate stones. They're pink. Uh, yeah, and they're pink. And he goes, do you think you can put your signature on all these for you head out for the day? And he goes, well, of course I can, because Fred's a moron. He doesn't know what a pink slip is, apparently. Also, well, I've never been fired, so I've never gotten a pink slip, but... They're an archaic thing. You get emails now. Yeah. Do you get pink-tinted emails? That'd be funny. That would be great, and I think we should do it. I would institute that if I ran a company. But yeah, basically, pink slips is something not a lot of people nowadays would know about from the ancient times of like the 90s and early 2000s but i remember like hearing people like our parents and grandparents talking about like pink slips and stuff sorry Uh, guess what you're old um they haven't existed since i've had a job yeah and i've known a lot of people that have been fired from jobs and i've been fired from one and uh I didn't get a pink slip. I got cornered and told to go home. So <laughs> Most of the time, a company will just wait for you to finish your shift for the day, and then they'll send you home and be like, don't come back. Rude, first of all. God damn them. Um, 
Anyways, Fred accidentally ends up firing all of the guys. Literally the entire quarry. All of them. Oh, because, okay, so we didn't explain the villain plot in the last episode. We may as well hear. Cliff and his assistant are trying to embezzle a shitload of money. Uh, with a scapegoat. With a scapegoat being one of the goons that they're going to promote to be an executive. Bing, bang, boom. It's Fred. He's the scapegoat. So they're trying to steal all this money by creating these dummy corporations that are that the we're getting requisition forms and we're buying a bunch of their product because we're going to change the way the company Slayton Company does business. We're going to make modular homes out of cheap boulders and shit using this weird system that basically just rah, new technology rah. and uh, man. He sells it to the fucking ownership of the company and their bite, hook, line, and sinker. So then steps fall into place and Fred accidentally, on purpose, fires all of the staff. And there's this, everyone goes up in arms, but he doesn't know that because he's at dinner with his wife. And also Betty's there because he wants to take his friends. See, there's still a modicum of nice in his heart somewhere. But did he want to take his friends to, like, bring them out for a nice dinner? Or did he want to take his friends to showboat how much money he has? It's not clear. He's mostly stupid, and only a smart person would know to showboat their shit. Fred's too stupid. Fred's just living in the money. I don't think he's smart enough to brag about it. Especially because... Like, whenever he talks about Barney and his jobs, it's, if it's derogatory at all, it's like, it's not punched up like all the other things he says. It's minimalist, if he's ever derogatory towards Barney about his various jobs. Um, anyways, fucking... He tips the fucking waiter after he accidentally knocks a glass of wine over... Uh, also the B-52s are there, but they're the BC-52s because Flintstones. Because puns. And I, you know, I wrote a note that says, is that actually the B-52s? And then we watched the credits and it was the B-52s. It was for those, it was the band. So that was cool. Um, there was also a choreographed dance number, uh, in the dance hall restaurant, which was, different but okay sure why not let's just do it fuck it why not right i'm i i told james it's like if you played the cupid shuffle like literally 90 percent the bedrock twitch of the people would know how to do the cupid shuffle so it's just it's their dance of the time or soldier boy or crank that what is it on tiktok right my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds dude tiktok is just a farm of new choreographed dance numbers kind of vibe one 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 fucking influencer makes up a dance to go to a song and boom you've got the next trend for the next 10 minutes and then another one's going to do another one it's crazy it's wild out here in these streets anyways the flintstones right so you spill some wine on the tablecloth waiter's like all right well we'll get you a new one sir we'll get right on that boy and he like taps this bus boy who turns around. Bum bum bum! It's Barney Rubble. Uh oh! It's awkward now because he has to serve the table that his wife and maybe friends are also at. Wow! Scary, awful, awkward. Wow! We hate it. 
And uh, they just start being dicks to each other. And they're just being mean. Mean-spirited. Which is a heel turn for literally everyone at the table. And then uh, fucking Barney goes and he's like, all right, well, I'll get you the new tablecloth, sir, all like an asshole. And he grabs the tablecloth and he rips it off the table without spilling any dishes or anything. And I was like, oh, Rick Moranis could have been a magician. That was tight. Uh, I also, so Barney goes off and he goes to get the, the new tablecloth and he sees on the bar television that there's a a whole a whole big to do going on outside of Slayton Company because the whole everybody got fired and they name drop Fred as the guy who signed the stuff that I fired mean, everybody. He asked them to. Yeah. He asked Cliff. He's like, I'm assuming they're gonna because he thought they were getting like yeah because Cliff phrased it time. as a vacation. And he'd been asking to get, like, the guys in the quarry vacation time. So he's like, I hope they'll know who's responsible for this. And Cliff was like, don't worry, gonna give you all the credit, my So man. once again, once again, but that just points to Fred believes with all his little fucked up heart, he is doing something beneficial for the boys. He believes he is a champion of the people. He's being manipulated because he's an idiot, but he believes that he's a champion of the guys. What? I just found out an interesting piece of trivia. Keep going. Okay. Um, so he Barney sees that Fred fired everybody and he's like And like, dude, you can't tell me Barney is this really smart, sociable guy who sees that and then goes Fred would have the wherewithal to fire those guys. Fuck Fred. No. No, Barney knows Fred's an idiot. Barney knows Fred's an idiot so hard that he gave Fred a promotion out of his own brain. Like, dude. Dude. You can't you you, you can't tell me Barney is going to be this convinced so fast that Fred knowingly fired everyone there's just it's just not. i think he's just convinced that fred let all the power and money go to his head because he's been acting like a dick so would it be that far stretch of a belief to believe that he's so power and money hungry that he fired everybody yeah because fred's an idiot you have to he's too stupid he's too stupid i just <sighs> Anyways, Barney goes back and they get in more of a fight and then Barney and his Betty, Barney and Betty are going to storm off and Barney goes, oh, Betty, I forgot to punch out. And he spins around and gives Fred the stiffest right hook ever. Lays Fred the fuck out. And they dip. Uh... And then there's like a sad organ that plays at some point. I don't know. That's my next note. I don't remember what happened. Wait, what was your next note? Sorry. Barney punches Fred, and then I have a note about a sad organ. Oh, it's because the the rebels are moving out of the house in the sad they organ. They play. Place. They play like like 
I don't remember the name of the organ itself. It's like an electric organ. And it's used in churches a lot. And dude, it just it doesn't fit the scene even a little bit. I it aged like fucking ass, dude. It's wild. It's not bad by any means, but it's like, ew. Ugh. I'm so distracted by what I'm hearing that I'm not paying attention to what I'm looking at. It's wild. Um also then there's a TV commercial and Jay Leno's in it. Who is recognizable because of the shape of his head? <laughs> Sorry, that was just funny. <laughs> I it, it's true. He's just... got he's got the best chin in media. Um And all this like and then fucking the rubbles leave and Fred completes his heel turn by being a dick to his wife in another unrelenting barrage of misogyny. Uh, Wilma smashes a thousand things and is like, I don't need any of this shit because my friends left and I'm mad about it. Uh, and then she takes pebbles, packs a bag and fucking dips out to her mom's place. And boy, howdy is Fred mad. And also sad. And the fucking, they just, I don't fucking know, dude. It's just so much dumb shit happens. And then Betty Rubble shows up at the, no, that's later. Wait, 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 wait. Fred goes back to work like the next day. Then he goes to the filing room. He goes back to work and everyone's like outside and they're like, there he is, got him. And he's slamming on his car and shit. And he gets inside, throws his briefcase in the trash. That's a gift, by the way. Throws his briefcase in the trash, goes into the file room, stomping around in there. Uh, finds stuff. And then he catches on to the whole scheme and he's like, you won't get away with this, blah, blah, blah. And then he's wanted by the police because guess what? They already did get away with all of this. And uh, and then he's a wanted criminal and he's on the run and he's in hiding and he's got his fucking glue-on beard and mustache. And I'll be honest, it's a really good disguise. It didn't even look like John Goodman even a little bit with his hat, beard, and mustache. Uh, a very impressive disguise. And then... Uh, 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 a cloaked figure shows up at the uh, the home of Wilma's mother, uh, which is where they're hiding out, and it's Betty and Bam Bam uh, because Barney's out doing stuff. Being uh, a snow cone driver. Uh, yeah, he's being a snow cone driver. Uh, and then fucking Fred wanders into like a homeless camp like a hobo camp where there's like a trash can on fire and someone offers him hooch and he takes a swig of it. But then his beard starts to fall off and the, his old, his old garbage disposal, the little squealy pig dinosaur is also in the hobo camp with a sign that he made question mark that says will work for scraps, which is haha <laughs> funny, but how, why, how, um. I actually have an answer for that, because I just what? read it in the trivia. Okay. 
so in the cartoon, the uh, animals that were portrayed, like that were portraying like household jobs, um, like we were talking about in the first episode, like the garbage disposal, the dishwasher, they often um, in the original cartoon would have like witty lines or do things that were like not animal characteristics and they would often break the fourth wall and talk directly to the audience about how they like hated their jobs and like their life sucked and whatever. Sure, 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 sure. So that was just um that and when the dicta bird looks directly at the camera and there's another one where there's like a bird that like its only job is to pop caps off bottles and he says I hate my life to the camera. Those are all references to the original cartoon where they the animals frequently did that in the original cartoon. So, but one of those. So great. Now he's in a hobo camp. Okay. Sorry. And he sees Fred and he goes, Flintstone! And he sounds like a addled drunk. And he's just, Flintstone! And the fucking man, they, his shit comes off and he's like, now wait a second, fellas. And they all go, well, now you've got to die. And so, yeah. We're going to get to some dark shit in a minute. Yeah, it gets Surprise. really dark. Guess what? In a PG movie, you can do sex object stuff, but also you can do A full murder. lynching. Like a lynch mob. A whole murder. Anyways, in the meantime, Wilma convinces Betty that Fred must have been too stupid to have done this on accident or on purpose. So we've got to get to the bottom of this. So they... Break into Slayton Company, where Cliff is still at work, question mark? I mean, I know it's after hours, but the odds that the timing matches up is ridiculous. He's gathering his cash from a safe in the wall uh, and the tickets to Acapulco. Rockapulco, sorry. Uh, puns. Uh, to go with Halle Berry. And then Halle Berry's like, oh, there's only one ticket. And he goes, uh, right. Who's going to send for you? It would look suspicious if we both left right now. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. For sure. Definitely gonna send for ya. Mm-hmm. And she sees through that bullshit because... She's not stupid. She, they gave Halle Berry's character the intelligence of Halle Berry. She's a smart lady. And she fucking sees through that. It's like, oh, you plan for everything. Maybe, maybe. And then fucking... There's they Wil, Wilma and Betty break in because they know about the dicta bird and they grab the dicta bird and they they're like, uh, man, tell us what you know. And he goes, no, because he's a fucking whiner. And they they Betty goes, let me see if I can reason with him. And she just picks it up by its throat and starts shaking it around. Full Homer Simpson. Like, that <laughs> is hilarious and wild. Um, my God. Uh, the, the, the fucking, we cut back to the, the rest of the homeless guys and the guys from the quarry are chasing Fred around, dragging him around. And then finally they corner him next to this tree and they're like, oh, I guess we'll just murder him. Uh, and they get a noose from somewhere and throw that shit around his neck. And then Barney rolls up in his snow cone truck because he saw a crowd, and he's like, yeah, I'll sell some snow cones to this crowd, you see. Because you can definitely have snow cones in prehistoric times. And he gets out the truck, and he, uh, he goes, also, who fucking sells snow cones out of a truck? 
Lots of people. Don't prove me wrong with facts. James, we got, like... I, I just said, don't prove me wrong with facts. Do you remember the snow cone I cried about in New York City? Came from a truck. It didn't come from a stand? No, it came from a truck. We've been doing this shit since the 90s, bro. Wild. So, Barney pulls up and he goes, Fred! And Fred goes, Barney! And they go, oh, you know this guy? And he goes, that used to be my best friend. Fuck that guy. Anybody want a snow cone? And Well, that he does say, he's like, in fact, if it weren't for me, none of this probably would even be happening. And so they go, oh, great. Well, you get to die also. And they just have a second noose, like, ready. What a leap in everything. They're, they're oh, well, well, guess what? Fuck you too, bro. Fuck you also. Not just him, but you. We're going to hang you. We're going to string you up. And while they're like waiting for some reason to hang them. I think one of my favorite parts in the movie is like Fred and Barney are having like this argument as like they're getting ready to basically be hung and people just keep coming up and talking to Barney about his snow cones. Like they're the stealing. They're time. stealing his snow cones. One lady offers to pay him and he's like, I can't break a 20. And she just walks off with and it. She just leaves. Oh, out outrageous. And also, then like another guy comes up and he's like, do you have any lemon? And Barney's like, check in the back. And he's also like, the audacity for them to use the Jetsons theme I as the snow cone truck theme. I didn't know that. And I mean, they're both Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they encroached on anything, but... It was funny. That's funny. It that's was great funny. quip. Hilarious. Uh, did you recognize that or did you read it from the trivia? I, I recognized it and I looked at the captions to see if it was going to name the song and it did. It was like the Jetsons theme plays and I was like... I knew I recognized the little trill. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's really fucking dark. They're going to hang both these guys. Uh, and then Wilma and Betty are, they arrive screaming down the way with the car and honking. They crash into the tree. Uh, everybody clears the way. And Wilma's like, everybody shut the fuck up and listen to this bird. And the bird's like, wah, I want an apology. I'm a person. And everyone's like, you're a bird. And Fred's like, oh, I'd never apologize to a bird. I'm a man. And then they, uh, they're like, Fred, you fucking ass. Just apologize to the bird. And then Fred, over the course of like, I don't know, a year and a half, apologizes to the bird. Uh, says, I'm sorry. And I wrote that the bird's a whiner. Uh, and so... They just like, God damn it. It all comes out that he didn't do, he didn't do all the things that everyone thinks he did. And so they all go home and they're all going to, it's all going to be gravy. We're all going to go home and they get home and the doors open and they're like, ah, something's wrong. And they're tied up on the floor is the mother-in-law and also Dino and they go in and they start screaming for the children and Fred literally steps over his mother-in-law like three times and does not even look at her, let alone untire. Uh, and he's freaking out about Dino and where the kids are. Everybody's freaking out. And they get a, there's a note that says, bring the dicta bird to the quarry tomorrow at 8 a.m. If you ever want to see your kids again. And so they fucking do. 
Uh-huh. And so they got they bring the Dictabird up there and it's just Fred and Barney got the Dictabird. And the Dictabird's like, Don't give me to that bad, bad man. And they're like, Fuck you, I have a plan. And so they give the bird to the bad, bad man, and the bad, bad man does not give the children back to Fred and Barney. He's like, he's oh, a cartoon villain. Guess we'll kill the kids now. Send them through the crusher. Yeah. Child murder. Ah, TVPG. Ah. And so fucking, they got to break all the new machinery to try and stop it to save the kids, and they aren't doing a good job of it. Barney gets launched up the side of a hill. Smashes his face, gets down there to the kids. Bam Bam finally says, hi, Dada. And he is so surprised that he takes a wallop to the back of the head and gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, Fred's smashing a bunch of shit. And the whole thing is starting to come apart anyhow because it's made of shoddy shit because they didn't actually spend money on it. They got it on the cheap so that the guy could embezzle the money. You understand? You'd see where I'm going with this. And then the company would go under. Right. So... You good? When all seems lost, Barney wakes up to save the kids and Fred... I don't remember what he does to... He remembers when he broke the model in the office and then replicates it with the real-life equipment and shatters the Oh, yes, he uses the arm to throw a rock, a, a boulder, quarter of a mile up a hill. Uh, and smashes all the shit to bits, uh, which is great. It causes a mudslide on the shale quarry with water, and it all mixes and it makes concrete and it's sliding all over. Revolutionary the surprise! And then uh, fucking Cliff is about to get away, and we get the second iteration of Twinkle Toes and the Bowling Boys as he yeets a round rock. I told you he could have just made one. He improvises a bowling ball. And breaks that fucker's ankles with a rock that he rolls at like 20 miles an hour directly at this guy who does not change the direction that he's running. He just keeps running in a straight line. Serpentine, people! Left or right and just continue in that direction. Anyways, he doesn't. He gets hit. The Dictabird goes flying. Homeboy is like, wah! And then he gets covered in concrete and frozen solid. Like a statue. In concrete. Full Han Solo. No, he's dead. Yeah, true. This is a children's movie. For children. And also, people who think secretaries are hot. I mean, but basically, it's just like cartoony violence. It's not like he was oh, shot. Oh, yeah. It's, there's nothing gruesome, really, about it. But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, ugh. Um, oh, the Dictabird, I forgot a joke the Dictabird makes as he's trudging his way to the bad guy. When he spikes the camera? When he spikes the camera and he goes, I should have signed with Disney. None of this would have happened to me. Which is, is that Jim Henson throwing shade at Disney? Is that at this time, Steven Spielberg throwing shade at Disney? At this time, it was probably uh Jim Henson because... Just from all the stuff I know about what happened with Disney and Jim Henson, it was a very tumultuous relationship. But as was Disney with Steven Spielberg, so it could be both. Either way, they took a pot shot at Disney there. Um, 
Yeah, then my last note is about, oh, also Halle Berry stops the bad guy at the very end to show that she's not really a bad guy after all. Ah. And uh, hits him with a briefcase full of money. Uh, Slate offers Fred a, a even higher job at the company. And he turns it and down he, like a crazy person. He turns it down. Now that he's like smarter. Okay, here's the play here, right? You you fucked up your first go around as an executive, and it just went bad. And then, boy howdy, you just you do your best to sit out, salvage the situation. And the boss recognizes your efforts and goes, "Okay, here's the deal. We're going to do a new thing, and I want you to be in charge of the new thing because of what you've done here today. And this is your opportunity to fix everything because now you're in good with the boss. He knows your name. He wants." He cherry picks you for the gig, right? So what do you do? You tell him, no, I want to go back to the way I was living paycheck to paycheck with my walk-in freezer and my grubby feet. No, dude. No. You become the VP of the concrete division. You hire Barney to get him up there into the VP area. You get him an exec job. You hire all the fucking quarry guys back. Because guess what? Your boss already told you to do that already. You get to be the fucking hero. And you get to save Barney. You get to do all the good shit. And you go, nah, I want to be a fucking layman. I mean, he said he's like, I finally became somebody and I became somebody I didn't like. But like you have, you learn from your mistakes and you have the opportunity to live the good life. Help all your people out like he had the opportunity to evolve as a person and just chose and to go back he oopsied one time and then was like no i think i will be stale and just rolls it all the way back and it's stupid as fuck and then halle berry on the way out just throws a little bit more gratuitous sexual innuendo at us about how she really was a bad girl all the time. But she was but good But she was at it. so good at it. With the breathy voice and just... Uh, if you had told me before I watched the movie that Halle Berry was going to be in it doing hot girl shit the whole time, I wouldn't have made a goddamn note about it. Other than it was like a trope. That would have been it. I wouldn't have been mad about shit. I guess it wasn't a significant enough moment for me to remember for you, James. Well, you need to remember shit for me. You know I can't. Would you like to know what made me super excited? Piece of trivia I found out? Yeah, sure. I found We're out a couple. All right. Um, the saber-toothed cat that the Flintstones own mm-hmm. marks one of the first, if not the first time, of CGI in a film. A furry CGI character. Really? Yeah. A specific complex algorithm for its time had to be developed to calculate the movement of every single hair of the fur for the cat. Now Pixar. God, in 1994. Now Ugh. Pixar can roll that shit out like it's freaking no problem. But yeah, they just did that shit with Merida like ten years ago. Can we talk about turning red in the panda fur? Because, um, and then the voice of the dictabird. Mm-hmm. was actually in the original cartoon. He voiced a character in the cartoon series. Oh, who did he voice? Uh, da, 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 I don't remember the name of the character. Uh, Great Gazoo in the 1960s. 
I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, Mel Blanc received a credit for the voice of Dino, even though he was dead at the time of the movie, because the dialogue was taken directly from the Flintstones 1960. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Um, this also marks the last um, time you ever see Elizabeth Taylor on screen. This was her last feature film that she ever did. Who the fuck was Elizabeth Taylor? She played the mom. Really? Yeah, the mother-in-law. Ugh. Um, and the bowling alley sequence was almost not in the movie. Uh, but the twinkle Fred's twinkle toes bowling style is such an iconic thing from the television series that they had to include it, so it was the last thing they filmed. <laughs> That's funny. Um And uh, one of the reasons, or one of the things they did to coax Elizabeth Taylor back onto the big screen, mm-hmm. um, she had been six years she hadn't acted. And they coaxed her back out um, with the pr- promise that the proceeds from the film's premiere would go to her AIDS foundation. Oh, that's very nice of them. And also, uh, the live-action version of the Flintstones had been in development for, like, years, but apparently it would not have been made if John Goodman had turned down Fred Flintstone. He was their only guy? There were other people that were considered, but Steven Spielberg had worked with John Goodman before and was like, hey, he told John Goodman on that set, like, long before this was even a thing, he's like, I need to see you play Fred Flintstone one day because you just look so much like him. And, like, resemble him so much. Interesting. And so then that was what happened. Um... Uh, another person that actually came from the original animated series into the live action was Jean Vanderpil, who plays Mr. Mrs. Felds or not, not who, John. Okay, what? Jean Vanderpil, who plays Mrs. Feldspar, voiced Winda, Wilma Flintstone in the Flintstones 1960 cartoon. Whoever wrote that spazzed out. <laughs> um. There's just lots of, there was like a lots of care and time that was taken into making these movies and making it like really connected to the original cartoon. And just some of the trivia that I'm reading is just really interesting because there was just so much time and effort put in to make sure that it was just like the cartoon. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I think it's a cute, cheesy movie, because that's what it's supposed to be. So all things considered, I think it was really, really good. Eh. I think it's okay. I think there's a bajillion fucking tropes that they hit. And I am, I have a disdain for tropes because I, people like to say that creativity is dying and film is dying and we've never written an original story in fucking years. And I think we've written a lot of original stories. There's just the uh, consistency in our framework that we write as humans. Um, but fuck me if there weren't a thousand and five rock puns and I hated everyone. 
what did I say I would give it? Like a, a 5 or a 4.5 or something? Also, the only reason Rosie O'Donnell got the part was because she uh, nailed the Betty Rubble laugh in her audition. The iconic Betty Rubble laugh. So even though she didn't look the part of Betty Rubble, she nailed that laugh in her audition so well that they were like, done. No wonder they had a giggle every fucking scene. <laughs> well, it's very iconic. It's another iconic thing in the show that Wilma and Betty do. I find it highly annoying, but... You know. You know. Anyways, that was the whole movie. We really fucking speedrunned this episode. That's right. The first episode's a full length. Actually, technically, almost perfectly, our, this ep- or these episodes of the podcast lasted exactly as long as the movie did. Ugh. Ugh. Keeping up on our ratio, as it were. Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Um... Every prop had to be constructed for the movie, since, as in the original series, everything was made out of rock or was an animal, so they had to, like, make every single thing in the movie. Um, The set took two months to make um, and cost 10% of the film's budget. That tracks. Uh, It's a dope set. Aries is whining. Yeah, I know. There's lots of things. I don't know. It's a good old-timey classic movie. It's an old-timey classic. Until next time when we watch the far less better version of the Flintstones on live screen in Viva Rock Vegas. Can we even watch that somewhere? Yes. Oh, no. Until then, friends. Oh, no. Goodbye. God.